You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. The Lord is on the throne. Amen. Ah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I want to say this, that um, God is doing something in your life. And it's not the way you think. <laughs> All right? It's not the way you think. It, it, it's, it's not what you've pictured. <laughs> Let me put it that way. Yeah. It's not what you've pictured. It is according to what he has ordained and he has planned. Amen? Amen. Yeah. Amen. So, I just wanted to congratulate someone for being part of what God is doing. Amen. Yes. Congratulate them for being part of what God is doing. Yeah. Yes. And for the worship team, the Lord spoke to me. He said, it's time to ascend. Yeah. He said, it's time to ascend. To a prophetic dimension of worship. So it's time to ascend. That means you are lower than where he wants you. So there's a flow. There's a flow that he he wants to release now. Okay? So it's not what you are used to. Okay? It's not what you are used to, but be ready for it. Okay? Begin to position yourself. Begin to prepare yourself. Yeah. Because he wants to begin to express himself through you. It's not you ministering now. It will be him ministering, but using you. Do you understand? Yeah. So he wants to sing through you. Amen. He wants to play through you. Thank you, Lord. Yes, All right. Lord. He wants to prophesy Thank through you. Lord. So Thank you, Lord. ascend. Yes, Lord. Ascend. Thank you, Lord. Thank I heard that during the worship. Hallelujah. Amen. And for those of you that. Uh, where um, there at the Olympics yesterday. Thank you very much <laughs> for those that were cheering, especially for me. <laughs> when I was running, oh my God.
Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> Tell someone the race is not to the swift. <laughs> Rosani, the race is not to the swift. Yeah? It's not. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> yeah. No, my goodness. The last time I ran like that was in high school. <laughs> so it wasn't easy. <laughs> but we made it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. One of the things I hate the most in the gym is a treadmill. <laughs> and so yesterday I was wishing, oh, I wish I hadn't hated this thing. Ah. <laughs> 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 uh, wow, but it was it was quite nice also meeting other believers, meeting other other people that uh, love the Lord just like we do. Eh? It was wonderful. And those of you who were not there, you missed. And, uh, but there's going to be another chance. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. God is good. How many people have got the overcomers complex? Yeah, let me see. You, you, th you think you have it? Huh? You have it? The overcomers complex? Oh, are you trying to? You're trying to get it. <laughs> yeah, you have it. Yes. So we're going to continue on what we started talking about last week. Last week we started talking about what I call the overcomers complex. If you check your dictionary, you won't find it. So you better listen to me. Because I'm the one defining it. Okay, so you won't find it there. The overcomer's complex is vital for this day and this hour. And uh, it, is, it is something that I believe that God is developing in us as a people. Amen. Developing in us as a people. So before we go into the word, why don't you stretch your hands to me and pray. Come on, just pray. Talk to the Lord. Ask the Lord to speak to you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the overcomer's complex. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Father, for what you are doing in our lives. Thank you for where you are taking us. Thank you for where you have brought us from. Yes, Lord. And we thank you. 
mostly for what you are doing within us. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so last week we were looking at some complexes, right? We saw the superiority complex and we saw the inferiority complex. Correct? And uh, we said that the superiority complex is an attitude of superiority which conceals actual feelings of inferiority and failure. So people that have superiority complex appear to have it all together. And you say, wow, this person is... And uh, uh, they will do everything to put every other person down. Huh? So nobody has it but me. Nobody is strong but me. And it's a negative thing. Although it has an appearance of, of positivity. So you look at sometimes, you see some people and you just admire them. You say, wow, how come he's like this? But unknown to you, there is an egg behind that shell. <laughs> yes? And usually it is because of things that people have gone through. Because as we go through things, we develop coping mechanisms and survival mechanisms. Okay? So we adapt. We adapt quickly to our environment. We adapt quickly to what we're going through. Your survival instincts kick in. And sometimes you overcompensate. Yeah. And when you overcompensate, it now brings that shell of superiority. Which now tells others, just don't come close. Because this is who I am. Meanwhile, deep behind that, there's something else. And I found that in my dealings with people over the years, I don't get, I don't get moved by what I see. Yeah, so when I see people behave in a particular way, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't take it as who they really are. So, and that helps me even in pastoring and all of that. When I see people behave in a particular way, I look beyond that. I look beyond that. So sometimes people can look in a particular way, but if you will take time and investigate and pray, look closely, you will now see, oh my God, this person has been wounded. This person has been wounded. So this is just a cover-up. You know, yeah. So they build it, they put it, why? So that they don't get back into that place where they were before, where they were wounded, where they were battered. You understand what I'm saying? So, so they've been bruised, and so they put that up so that you don't come close. So it's just a mechanism. That, but then sometimes it comes the wrong way. All right? And then we have the inferiority complex. Hmm? This is the unrealistic feeling of general inadequacy. Huh? Caused by actual or supposed inferiority in one's sphere. 
sometimes marked by an aggressive behavior in compensation as well. So people that have this complex, you see them, and there are times you feel, oh, this person is so humble. This person is so, you know, but it's not. That's not humility. Sometimes you see, oh, this person is so uh, subservient, and uh, you know, he's, he's always... Uh, is always serving and all of that. It might not necessarily be. Now, there's nothing wrong with serving. Okay? But if the serving is to overcompensate, if, if it is a coping mechanism that is supposed to cover something, how many people know that it doesn't get the same reward? It doesn't get the same reward. Are you getting me? Yeah, so we need to understand that um, God already loves you as you are. Alright? You don't need to impress God. Do you understand me? You don't need to impress God. He's already impressed. He's already impressed. And we said that you were actually conceived an overcomer. Come on. Say, I was conceived an overcomer. So, you got into a competition with over a billion people. And in that competition, it's not like the one that I did yesterday. That has first place, second place, third place. No, 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 no. This one only has one place. You're either first or you fail. And then you came first. Come on. It's huge. It's impressive. It's impressive. So among billions, you won. You won. So you were conceived an overcomer. Amen. You were conceived an overcomer. It doesn't matter what anyone thinks about you. Amen. Do you understand what I'm saying? Amen. It doesn't matter what anybody thinks about you. Amen. You might not be like them. You're not supposed to be like them. Amen. You are not called to be like them. Amen. So be yourself. Be yourself. Don't try to be someone else. Because you will fail miserably at being someone else. And if you are struggling to be someone else, you will fail to be you. So you will lose on both, both ends. You will lose. So what? Be yourself. The you that beat billions... Be that one. Amen. Be that one. Don't try to be me. Yeah. You're not called to be me. Okay? Because God only needs one me. He doesn't need two of me. Yeah. One is enough. <laughs> Come on. I say one is enough. Yeah. 
One is enough. So, but we can inspire each other. Yeah, we can motivate each other. We can encourage each other. We can um, sharpen each other. We can build each other. All of that is part of it. It's like one preacher that always used to watch Benny Hinn on TV. I was just saying, oh God, if I could just be like Benny Hinn. If I could just be another Benny Hinn. Benny Hinn in Africa. And God said to him, I don't need another Benny Hinn. If I needed another one, I would have made one. This was one is enough. One is enough. So, be satisfied with who you are. You can be inspired. You look at people, you admire them, and that's okay. God expects that. Because in heaven, guess what? There will be no jealousy in heaven. So let's, practice, let's start practicing heaven here. Okay? Yeah. So, the reason why God made it like that is so that we can need each other. So that no one can be independent. An independent spirit is a luciferic spirit. Yeah. If there is a word like that. (laughs) You get my point. Yeah. So, an independent spirit... Is ungodly. I'm serious. Anywhere you see it working, look closely. Satan is involved. It doesn't matter the scriptures that support it. Satan is involved. So, but those are tendencies that we inherited from Adam where he tried to become independent of God. Is it? Had God said you should not eat from every tree? Ah, no, God knows. The day you eat it, you'll be like him. He wants to be the only one. You can now free yourself to be like him. So God is there, you are here. You are also God. <laughs> yeah? So it comes like that in the, in, the, in, the, in the minds of many people. So when someone, God has made it such that you need me, I need you. So because of that, he did not put everything in anyone. He did not put everything in anyone. Yeah. So he put a little bit here, and then he put a little bit here. So the bit I have, you can only access that when we interact, when we relate, when we work together. Are you getting me? The moment you start feeling that I have mastered the tricks now, I know the tricks of the trade now, this thing, I can do it. Huh? And you detach yourself. 
you won't know. It's with time that you will discover how deficient you are. Yeah. So one of the ways that Satan deceives people is by introducing pride into their hearts so that they feel strong. Okay? Or where they are strong, they now begin to develop a complex. They develop a complex as a result of their strength. So that's why when, even when you are strong, be careful. So if you are weak, be careful. If you are strong, be careful. Yeah, I'm telling you. So because your strength has the potential to be your greatest weakness. Your strength has the potential to become your greatest weakness. Why? Because when you are strong, you are likely to be blind. You are likely to be blind where you are strong. And I can give you examples. Example number one, Peter. Hmm? Peter in Matthew 16, Jesus asked the disciples, who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Some say John the Baptist. Some say uh, Jeremiah. Some say Elijah. Some say one of the prophets. Then Jesus now says, but who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? Matthew 16, 15. Then verse 16, uh, Simon Peter answered and said, you are Christ, the Son of the living God. Okay? Before this time, nobody had been able to decode this. Because now we read the Bible and we don't, we don't realize that these guys were following. They didn't know. They didn't really know that this is the Christ. They didn't really know. This was the first time it was revealed. Okay? It was revealed. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Then 17, you see, Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. You see that? Peter, my goodness, you have access heaven. That is powerful. In the whole of humanity, nobody has been able to decode this. So you're Peter. The Father revealed this to you. That's a strength. How many people know? For you to be able to get into the heart of the Father and bring something down to the earth. Do, do you know what that means? There's no professor that can say this. All the Pharisees, none of them could access this. All the Sadducees, none of them. Gamaliel, all of them, none of them too could access this. But Peter did. Peter did. So you know what that means? In the whole of Israel. 
I don't know what the population was then. (laughs) But there were millions. Yeah. Then, Jesus now says, next verse. Jesus says, And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. Immediately, Jesus began to reveal about the church. Prior to this time, nothing has been said about the church. Nothing. He has just been ministering, ministering. It was not yet time to talk about his bride. Church. So, so, because of the revelation that Peter got, Jesus felt, okay, it's time to take it to the next level. Alright? So he says, you are Peter. On this rock I will build my church. Yes? And the gates of Hades, the gates of hell, shall not prevail against it. Right? Then, next verse, he says, and I give to you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Nobody on earth was given the keys of the kingdom. No human being. Only Jesus had the keys. Because of what you have access, Peter, because of this revelation, I'm giving you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. What? A human being was given keys of heaven. He's on earth. But he was given keys of what? Heaven. My goodness. That is no joke. It's no joke because he's right here on earth, but he's he's unlocking heaven. He's unlocking heaven. And that's why you will see in the life of Peter, the life and ministry of Peter, there were instances that God could not do certain things without Peter. Yeah, because he was given the keys. Yeah. So on the day of Pentecost and Holy Ghost, Peter had to come and open it up. Yeah, I'm serious. Huh? And in Acts chapter 10, when the, the, the gospel was going to be released to the Gentiles, God needed Peter. The angel had to be sent to tell Cornelius, listen, there's no human being that can open this. There's one man that has the keys. Send for him. Peter, go to Joppa. That's where he is. He's the one that has the keys to open the kingdom to the Gentiles. Can you see? It's hectic. So it's strength. And Peter doesn't struggle to do it. You you understand? Some of you sometimes, you know the door, sometimes you struggle with your door. (laughs) Trying to open. (laughs) No, no, no. This one, there's no struggle. All he needs is to show up. (laughs) 
says hallelujah Peter <laughs> yeah so so Peter is brought there you know the angel say, says to him send men to Joppa huh and send for Simon whose surname is Peter why he has the keys he has the keys all right he has the keys and you go on you find that let's go to the place where peter arrives and he's now speaking he comes to the house of cornelius right they come to the house of cornelius and while peter was still speaking while peter was still speaking he was just talking and as he's talking the holy ghost comes down boom he didn't pray Hello? There is a dimension in God that you don't even need to pray. Things will happen. Things will happen. Yeah. No, you, you, you are behind. Go forward, forward, forward. Yeah. So where he was, okay. Uh, 44. Is it? Where he was in Cornelius' house and he was speaking. Come on. Let me open my Bible. This technology is letting us down. Before technology, there was Bible. <laughs> 34. Th 44. Okay. 44. Okay. Yes. Now, while Peter was still speaking these words, what happened? The Holy Spirit fell on those who heard the word. Can you see? Heaven was open to the Gentile nations. By whom? Peter. Just speaking. Just speaking. And that's why you see in God's scheme of things, not everybody carries the same rank. Do you understand? Yeah. You can have the information, but you don't have the keys. You don't have the keys. Anybody can access information. Not everybody can access the keys. <laughs> Yeah, all the other, the other 11, none of them had the keys. It was Peter. God gave him the, the keys. Right? So, he was still speaking. The Holy Spirit fell on them. And let's skip down. Skip down. And, okay, next verse, 46. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then Peter answered. 47, can anyone forbid water that these should not be baptized who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? Look, these are Gentiles. Remember, the Jews didn't regard Gentiles as people worthy of salvation. So Peter is just there talking, talking, because God had told him, I'm sending some people, 
Don't resist them. Go. Don't call them unclean. Go to them. Don't be too religious to enter their house. Go in. And while he's talking, the people say, what is happening? I've not finished my message. What is going on? The kingdom has opened. The kingdom has opened. So, why am I explaining this? To take you back to Matthew 16. We go back there. After he told Jesus, uh, I mean, after Jesus gave him the keys of the kingdom, right? After Jesus gave him the keys of the kingdom, Jesus now began to tell them how he was going to die. Because Jesus felt, okay, now this guy, since they already know, since they already know that I'm going to be the Messiah, I'm going to, I mean, I'm going to, I'm the Christ, the Son of the living God, he now begins to give them further um, insights. All right? He began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and be raised on the third day. Look at what Peter did. Next verse. Then Peter took him aside. He said, uh, Lord, please, you know, let's do it in the corner. Let's, we don't want uh, this 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 guys to, you know. So, uh, you know, this thing the father told me, and what you are saying. No. When he told me that you are the Christ, he didn't tell me that you are going to die. So far be it from you. Yeah, far be it from you, because this kingdom. You know I'm your second in command. <laughs> now, if you die, what's going to happen yeah. to my ambition? Yeah. Wow. Wow. yeah, because my ambition is built on you. Exactly. And now you want to die. Yeah. Don't die on me. Uh-huh. You better not. Hallelujah. <laughs> yes. So, the point I'm trying to make is that when you feel strong, that's when you are most vulnerable. That's when you are most vulnerable. And that's where Satan gets people. Because they are strong. They are highly gifted. They are highly capable. Then they put their confidence in their abilities. Yes. That's where pride comes in before he fall. What happened to Peter is that pride came into his heart. The moment he revealed that, wow. Ah. I'm not doing badly. I mean, it's the whole of humanity who has been able to decode this. I said, Peter. Peter, you're great. Hmm? In my place, there's a proverb that says that when a lizard uh, jumps off the wall and lands on the floor, when it lands on the floor, it looks to the right, looks to the left. If nobody praises him, he will praise himself. <laughs> the redneck lizards. Huh? Yeah. 
So that's what Peter was doing. He looked. Okay, even Jesus affirmed him. Yeah, Jesus affirmed him. Even Jesus knows that I and the Father were like this. Yeah. The Father tells me things. He gives me secrets. And what happens to him? Uh, next verse. Next verse. Jesus turned and said to Peter, <laughs> Get behind me, Satan. Not Peter. Get behind me. Who? Satan. You are an offense to me. For you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. Can you see? This is the law, in, in biblical interpretation, it's called the law of double reference. Okay? The law of double reference, in the law of double reference, what happens is that God can be speaking to someone, but he's also speaking to an entity. So he's referring to more than a person when he speaks. It's like when he spoke to the serpent. Huh? He says, I'll put enmity between you and the woman and her seed and all of that. He was talking to the serpent, but he was also talking to Satan who had possessed the serpent. That's the law of double reference. So he's looking at Peter, talking to Peter, and he says, get behind me, Satan. Yeah. So the moment you feel strong, be careful. Amen. Hello? Amen. Be what? Careful. careful. Yeah. Be careful. Why? Because at that moment, pride can come in. But this pride now is pride in your strength. It's pride in your ability. There's nobody that is exempt from this thing. It's nobody. So that's what gets into the hearts of people. Then before you know it, they become destructive. And you wonder, what is going on? Something has entered without them knowing. Peter didn't know. Do you imagine, can you imagine in between, in between the time he connected the father? Huh? He connected heaven in between heaven. How long was it? Satan had already come in. How? He connected heaven and hell at the same time. How can you do that? How can you be at heaven's frequency and hell's frequency at the same time? If there is no pride. Let me tell you, I don't know why I'm dwelling on pride so much, but you know, pride, I was telling someone, where did, where did I, uh, okay, it doesn't matter, I was telling somebody, I said pride, okay, yeah, I was talking to my brother, my younger brother, okay, I said pride is one of those spirits, huh? it's one of those spirits that can endure the fire of God. 
Yeah, yeah. No, yes. Other demons, when, when fire comes, they run. Not pride. Pride is able to endure. is able to endure. That's why in heaven, in heaven Satan could be prideful before the consuming fire. In the presence he was walking through the fire. The Bible tells us. He, he, he walks through the fire. He's walking through the fire and he's carrying pride. Pride was found in him. Iniquity was found in him. He was lifted up in pride. In heaven. Are you in heaven? Huh? Are you in heaven? You're not in heaven. You're on earth. Now, if in heaven he could find his he could find his way. <laughs> Earth, oh earth. <laughs> yeah? yeah. So the point is that, and you know, pride, that's the first sin, right? So it's the most experienced sin. Yeah. It is the most experienced sin because it has the ability to camouflage. It can disguise. It can look spiritual. It can look holy. It can look humble. Highly experienced. That's pride. It can look holy. Hey. So it is one of Satan's most trusted most effective, most fruitful spirit. That's the one that he sent. It doesn't matter who. You can be anointed like uh, you know, Elijah or Moses. Satan said, ah, okay. Uh, pride, you go. The others go. They try. They can't penetrate. They try. Lost comes. It can't penetrate. Ah. What is it? Jealousy comes, it can't penetrate. Huh? Envy comes, it can't penetrate. <sighs> Anger comes, it can't penetrate. Wrath, it can't penetrate. He <sighs> says, what, what do we do? What do we do? We, we're not getting through. We're not getting through. We're not getting through. Well, we, need, we can't allow this one because these guys are getting too dangerous. This every nation, Midran people. They are exposing too much of our secrets. What do we do now? How? 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 How can we? Okay, let's start from the head. Because strike the shepherd, the sheep will scatter. So let's start from there. If they cannot, next thing, they say, okay, let's look at who are the strategic people. Yeah. Yeah. Who are the strategic people? Let's 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 look 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 look. You know. Then they begin to mark them. Yeah. Where do we start from? 
We're talking about overcomers complex. <laughs> yeah. But if you cannot overcome pride, you are finished. You, 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 you think because you overcome poverty, you are doing well. <laughs> you think you are doing well. Continue. Continue. Yeah. He knows, he knows what he's doing. He's been around. So he sends that spirit. That spirit comes now. Start looking. Okay, let's start from here. Let's try this one. This one is doing well, you know, getting some victories, subduing, <laughs> you know, bashing demons, come on, yeah. winning the lost, yeah. achieving great things. Yeah. You say, yeah, okay, this one, I think we can do this. Okay, so how do we position ourselves so that, uh, you know, we don't want to be negative, so let's be positive. Yeah. So now they just come and camouflage and come through their achievement. Yeah. You say, yeah, look at yourself. I mean, look around. Who is achieving like you? Yeah. You know? Is there anybody here that can, you know? Nobody. You're so great, man. Look at yourself. You are awesome. Yeah. You are awesome. You know, just boost yourself, man. Yeah. And believe in yourself. Just, you know, just, just be strong. Just, he'll, he'll just give you everything. And before you know it, it settles in. Once it comes in, I'm telling you, it's a downward spiral. But it's step by step. It doesn't work quickly. It's gradual. So it just looks like I'm just being positive. And it's okay to be positive. Don't make any mistake about that. But what's the spirit that has attached itself to your positive uh, mindset? And then before you know it, once pride gets in, pride now establishes itself. Once it's secure, you say, guys... You can come in now. Coast is clear. Yeah. The coast is clear. You can come in. So what's going to happen? He'll look. Um, what are the kind of desires you have? So he will look, because they have studied you. In case you don't know, you're a study case. It's too late. There is a file about you with all your information. So they know what your desires are. Yeah. They will come through your desires. Yeah. So pride has secured himself, okay, and he, he's below the radar. Yeah. No one can pick him. He's there now. Then he looks, okay, this guy, what does he like? What is it that really, really he enjoys? They will, they will study you. If they find what you enjoy, that's what they will use. That's now, it's with that, they will now 
create a temptation along the lines of your desires. People think that Satan just works randomly. No. It's well calculated. Strategy. It's a strategist. You study, you study. It's like David. Let me give you another example. King David. David has been fighting wars. I mean, this guy has revealed God to us. A man after God's heart. Correct? Yeah, a man after God's heart. God's warrior. The psalmist of Israel. Who handles the harp when he plays, demons flee. When he plays, demons flee. But there's a spirit that doesn't flee when he plays. Yeah. And it's called pride. He'll just be hiding there. No, nothing. He won't do anything. Just be around. Being at home. Until he starts getting used to it, they start become, becoming friends without knowing. David is achieving great things. He has conquered. He has established himself as a king. And one day, the Bible says, when the kings went to war, David stayed at home. Huh? Yeah. It was springtime. When the kings went to war, David said, look, this war thing, I mean, I don't even need to be there. Just, Job, Job, you do this, do this, do this. Just implement this strategy. David goes to sleep. While he's sleeping, he has put the system in place. It's automated. <laughs> Come on. It's automated. I don't have to be there. It will happen. Okay? There are victories. He has trained his strong men, his mighty men. Those guys, they take out giants. Do you understand? Yeah. David doesn't even have to be there. They just, oh, Shema, you go. And Shema goes and whack, takes off. These guys will fight and the sword will stick to their hands. Even when they are tired, the sword is insisting. I'm not going till we finish the Lord's battle. And the Bible says, the Bible says that as men went to war, David was there. I don't remember the script, the verse. But David stood on his balcony and is just looking, admiring his kingdom, admiring his achievements. Wow. David, you're a great guy. You've done so well for yourself. David, come on. You've not done badly. Pat yourself on the back. Come on, David. You're good, man. I mean, if you don't say you're good, you're not being honest. Huh? Come on, David. Enjoy your achievements. And the Bible says that while he was standing there, he saw Bathsheba having a bath. 
So Satan has studied him and he knew his desire, the area of weakness, is women. Yeah. He has seen that this is an area of weakness for him. So, thank you. Second Samuel chapter 11, verse 2. Then it happened one evening that David arose from his bed and walked on the roof of the king's house. Rooftop, penthouse. I mean, he has achieved, right? He's got his own penthouse. He's got his own penthouse. I'm telling you, man. Huh? From his penthouse, he saw a woman bathing. And the woman was what? Very beautiful to behold. Now, question. If David had been at war, would he have seen the woman? He wouldn't see women bathing in the war, at the war front. No! Yeah. Set up. Listen, Satan has studied you. And that's why you need the overcomer's complex in order to overcome him and prevail against him. But I'm giving you, I'm, I'm giving you, one day I'm going to do a series on pride. But I want you to see that this is a very successful spirit in bringing down the great. Bringing down the great. You can see it. Look at it across Africa. It's the same thing. The, the whole world. The moment people begin to achieve and they become... They, 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 you know, they begin to put confidence in themselves yeah. and in their achievement. Yeah. Just watch and see. Yeah. Hmm? yeah. It's like our neighbors. How many degrees? Seven. Yeah. Seven that he studied for. Yeah, seven that he studied for, apart from the honorary ones. Seven. Seven. If, so if you are saying, in the whole nation, how many presidents, oh, how many of, of, of the politicians have the kind of qualifications he has? There's none. He started well, right? Celebrated like Mandela. But what happened? The faithful spirit entered. And once it enters, what happens is that before you know it, you start having more blind spots. Because he starts blocking your view. He starts blocking your view. Things that used to be very clear to you, all of a sudden, you can't see. Then you begin to make dumb decisions. And people are saying, how, how can you do this? Can't you see? He can't see. He can't see. Pride has come in. It is, it is sent to destroy. But it's a systematic destruction. That's what happened to David. 
He was there instead of going to war with his colleagues. No, no, no. I'm now too big to do these things. I, you know, uh, we're above this level now. Yeah? You're above what? Even Jesus still comes to fight. Remember when he came to Joshua? Yeah. As the captain of the Lord's army? Yeah. He comes. God himself comes to fight. So how can you be too big to fight? When God wants you to fight, it's not that God say you stay home. Or you, you know, you are too, you are now too weak. That's why he learned his lesson the other time. He nearly died. But the point I'm trying to make is that pride came first. Before lust. And then adultery. Can you see? Then murder. You see how they, they all entered. But it's pride that opened the door. Right, that opened the door. Open the door for the for the rest. So if if you if you can guard against this spirit, there's nothing you want to overcome. Wow. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. Years ago, a mentor of mine told me, Eric, doesn't matter what God uses you, whatever He does through you. People will say things. Don't let it get into your heart. When they say it, as you walk away, drop it there. Don't take it with you. Leave it there. So it doesn't matter what anyone. You can come say whatever. You can flatter anything you want to say. It's on the back of a duck. Because I know that I know that it's not me. Do you understand? Yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm safe that way. Don't change me. Allow me. I like it that way. If you see my weakness, it's okay. It's up to you what you do with it. Yeah. As for me, I'm safe. Hallelujah. Amen. Do you understand? Yeah. Yeah, God is taking us somewhere, and we must deal with these things. Amen. We must. We cannot. Do you know how many people God has raised that have disappointed him? One day, God spoke to me. He said to me, Eric, all the people that I've been raising have, have turned their backs on me. Are you going to be like them? That's a hard question. I don't want to be a statistic. I don't want to be. I don't want to be like that. Allow me to stay in my little corner if that's all that will help me to make it. <laughs> I don't mind. Hello? We're not competing with anybody. I just want to please him. And that's why I don't apologize for the truth. I will say it. If it offends you, God bless you. 
if it wounds you, that is fine as well. God bless you. Yeah. Because the same truth that wounds you will heal you. Amen. Correct? Amen. Yeah. We go to doctors many times. They will poke us, cause us so much pain. Huh? How do you guys do that? You just cut people like that? Huh? When they cry, are you moved by that? Does it make you to say, oh, okay, shame. <laughs> I won't cut you again. You, you see that? You cut. Why? Because that cut is good for them, right? But then, selective truth. You know, everyone has his own pet truths. <laughs> the kind of truth that I enjoy. I like candies. I like chocolate. So, let me only live on that. Come on. You can't do that. Yeah. You need the whole counsel of God. Yes? So if it's painful, you just... I don't like them poking my body with needle and all those things. I don't like it, but I have to do it. I know there are some people that like it, (laughs) that don't mind. Some people would rather be injected than swallow a pill. I'm not like that. I can swallow anything. Just leave my body alone. (laughs) Huh? Yeah. So, So when God is speaking, and it is God, I'm not talking about man just like being uh, prideful. Because, (laughs) yeah, okay. Overcomers complex. You need to overcome this spirit. You need to overcome this spirit. It can disguise, it can come in any form. You can come in any shape. It's like a chameleon. You know a chameleon? When he comes. God is amazing. How he made this creature. And this creature is supposed to reveal to us the character of some spirits. That's why when you read your Bible, your Bible, the Bible sends you from time to time to go to the animal kingdom to learn some lessons. For example, it says, go to the ant. If you are a sluggard, if you are lazy, if you are slothful, we say, go to the ant and learn. So go observe the ant, see how they operate, and learn a life lesson. So now I'm saying, go to the chameleon and learn about pride. So if the chameleon comes in here, it will blend with this carpet. This carpet. Before you know it, it will look bluish. Why? So you can't detect it. Yeah? If it's in a green environment, it just becomes green. That's, that's how pride works. If it's in a spiritual environment, it becomes spiritual. I'm serious. It becomes spiritual. Yeah, it says praise the Lord. It says hallelujah. It kneels down. 
It raises its hands. It sings. It cries. It does everything. So you won't, you won't pick it. It even prays. It, it, it speaks tongues. It's all. But you, you can't pick it. I'm telling you. Hmm? It can intercede. Yeah. It can evangelize. It can even heal the sick. It's all just blending. Blending. I say by the end of this series, Satan will run away from you. How many people you how many people appreciate this? Yes. Yeah. So you won't be fooled. Yes. You see? Yes. The enemy can only thrive where there is ignorance. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because you can be there, you can be prophetic and be prideful. Yes. Because pride can be prophetic. It's just, it's just prophesying. It's seeing visions. It's speaking the word of the Lord. And yet, it's pride. Isn't that dangerous? But we don't know. We don't know. That's why he's able to hide. But from now on, he won't have anywhere to hide in this church. He won't have anywhere to hide. So it doesn't matter how good you are. Be careful. Be careful. Be careful. Yeah. The prophet of God talked about how he saw visions of some Christians that demons were riding on them like horses. <laughs> and so those demons were using those Christians to deal with other Christians. Huh? So be careful what you say about your brother. Yeah. Be careful what you say about your sister. There might be a demon riding you. <laughs> yeah, this overcoming is taking us somewhere. Amen. There is a formidable army emerging from this place. Amen. That the devil won't know what to do with us. Yeah. Hallelujah. He won't know what to do. It's like, ah. he try here. Ah, you can see him. Hey, I can see. Pride, you're coming here. Ah. He tries this way. Oh, I can see you. He tries. Oh. He just has to find somewhere else. Let me stop. I think I've said enough. Amen? Amen. So, how many people are going to commit to defeating the spirit. And let me tell you, it's not a once-off thing. All right? You are conceived an overcomer. You are overcoming, and you will overcome. So overcoming is in three dimensions. All right? Did you hear me? You are conceived an overcomer. 
you are overcoming on a daily basis and you will ultimately overcome. And you will receive a crown for overcoming. Yeah, there's a reward for overcomers. There's no reward for people that don't overcome. Go read Revelation. The, 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 The rewards are for overcomers. Okay? So, don't give up. Don't give up. No matter how hard, no matter how tough, no matter how challenging, don't give up. You have what it takes. You can beat it. Amen. 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 Let's stand up on our feet. Come on. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.